0: to Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. The future comes and now my watch begins. It shall not end until my death. I shall miss no game, withhold no news, report all rumors. I shall wear no jerseys and plead allegiance to no side. I shall live and die on my webpage. page. I am the word in the darkness. I am the watcher of the TV. I am the megaphone that informs the realms of geek. I pledge my hands and name to the Geeks Watch. For the geeks and all the geeks to come. And welcome back for another episode. Shift on the Geek's Watch, John. Uh, this week, this week's episode of Westworld. Wow, I thought it was it, it was pretty incredible. And uh, when we get to it, I, I I really can't. One thing it did suffer, and I'm gonna bring this up right now, even though we're gonna talk about it later. It suffered from the uh, Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. Too many Indians. <laughs> yeah, it ended a lot like over and over and over and fade to black and then fade to black and then back and then back and then yeah. fade to black <laughs> uh but yeah there was a lot of stuff that happened in this episode Ooh, i don't know we're gonna we're gonna have something to you talk know, about
1: interesting side note uh, this episode happened to come out on father's day
0: did it yep oh that is interesting yeah. you think they planned it out that way
1: I hope so, because I've made that little uh, bit that happened right near the end that extra more uh,
0: <laughs> amazing.
1: <laughs> father uh, of
0: the year, everybody. Father of the year, William... What is his last name? Black. That's what I wanted to say, <laughs> but it's not William Black. It can't be. Uh, let's see if it's in the thing. It's uh, William... Nope. Just William. That is, that is funny. Wow. Actually the IMDB cast or uh, webpage IMDB page for this show has aired Harris credited as man in black still
1: interesting and, and what about Jimmy, Jimmy Simpson, Simpson is just William huh
0: I mean we know his name's not Delos he married into the Delos family right that's right I mean the one dude the father was named. James Delos, James Delos right? And
1: then there was Logan Delos
0: But see, so it just says Logan on Ben Barnes's credit. That's interesting.
1: Yeah, only the hosts have last names apparently. Really? Well, yeah, you got Dolores Abernathy and
0: yeah. uh Milay, Bernard Lowe Teddy Flood. Really? His name is Flood? Yeah. Huh. And uh um, Charlotte oh, No, Charlotte Hale.
1: Ah, oh, that's right and oh, maybe that's a hint that who she really is well there's
0: also what's his name Ironside or whatever you said his name the English dude that's the head programmer or oh, head writer uh, Lee Sizemore Sizemore I don't know why I always want to say Ironside because Ironside. <laughs> he looks really tough I guess and then there's Elise or Elsie I'm sorry Elsie Hughes oh uh, yeah Robert Ford well, he's a host now, so or yeah, he's a program now. Hydra,
1: he's not a program. Did you
0: just say Hydra? Hell, <laughs> Hydra. Uh, all right, we'll get we'll get it more into that later. Uh, let's talk about some geek news first, though. In the entertainment world, Child's Play. Were you a big fan? Are you a big fan of Chucky? I was at
1: first. I didn't like it when the series started becoming campy, but I. I really like the, the first three movies. The,
0: the, the line where you draw for Campy is so strange. The first movie is about a killer doll. How how can you sit there and say it got Campy? It started at Campy. No, but they take it seriously. Then it just became a parody of itself. How can you? Well, yes, it did. But how can you be take? How can you take a doll that kills seriously? Like how can, how does the person not just kick the doll and be like, okay, we're done. It's made out of fluff. Well, they play it straight, and actually, no, he starts to become flesh the longer
1: he's a doll, so he has full... You, you gotta know your, like, Chucky Cannon. He's
0: 16 inches tall. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm just saying. It's like, okay, do you remember in, um, was it Scary Movie 2, when, uh, they're the, when cindy is running away from a a skeleton attacking and then her friend played by regina hall is like are you kidding me it's a skeleton (laughs) it is nothing to be afraid of and she just kicks it over like that's how i feel about a killer doll yeah, but it has the element of surprise. Because you weren't expecting a doll to get? Yeah. Except for by the end of the movie, you are expecting a doll. Well, by the end, they're always able to beat him because by that point, they're used to it. And no, like, they always have to come up with some elaborate plan on how to defeat him. It's like, no, it's a doll. It's a doll with a knife. It doesn't, he doesn't even use a gun. And how does he hold the knife? Those fingers can't work. They don't work right. Well, he
1: starts to become more human. These are very grippy hands. <laughs> It's They're
0: got tiny. the kung fu grip. T- oh, well, that's for different reasons. Well, anyways, I bring it up because <laughs> uh, they are going to have a TV series. Um, let's see, franchise architects Don Mancini and David Kushner uh, are developing a series, and Don Mancini uh, announced it or teased it on his on his Twitter. So. Uh, we plan on we plan to use Child's Play in the title," Mancini explained. "We want to definitely signal that we are going dark, darker than ever before. It's going to be very creepy. Well, there you go.
1: I just hope it's not like Friday the Thirteenth the series, which had nothing to do with Friday the Thirteenth the movies. It was just literally the title. I think it was a oh, it was an co- anthology
0: show. Yeah, like it was just a way to. To sell it. To sell it, yeah. Yeah,
1: I watched it, and I'm like, so when's Jason show up? This is bullshit. (sighs)
0: Terrible. (laughs) Anyways, uh, he also confirmed that Brad Dourif would once again return to do the voice of Chucky.
1: Now that I'm all for. Brad Dourif is awesome.
0: Brad Dourif is awesome. Did you ever watch Westworld? Or not Westworld. (laughs) Deadwood? It doesn't look like anything to me. Oh, okay. Well, Deadwood was a great show, and he played the the doctor. the, The Sawbones. And is it's you know it's a western so and it
1: know. takes place in the world
0: it takes place in the world yes anyways uh okay something else coming back from the past into the future uh Terminator so you know we have this Terminator six that's being made by Tim Miller well guess what we got some uh, behind the scenes footage or pictures of Linda Hamilton in wardrobe
1: she's rocking a blonde dude now isn't she
0: uh i don't know if it's supposed to be
1: blonde or if it's just gray right. yeah yeah she doesn't seem like the type of character that would care about what color her hair is no so she just let it gray out
0: however i think this is odd is that and i don't know if, it, if you think it's odd but she is i mean she's obviously filming and we know that she's in the movie who's playing john connor is he not going to be a thing in this movie is it I think he's been recast, but I don't know with who, because
1: I know Edward Furlong is not in, like, filming condition.
0: And Jason Clark, I believe, yeah, Jason Clark was the last one to play the character, but he got turned into a Terminator in Genesis, so...
1: Yeah, and he so didn't look the part. They, the best guy they ever got to play adult John Connor was from the, whoever that was that played him in Terminator 2. That. He had no speaking lines. He just looked really badass. So you literally
0: just want some stunt man, some big muscle bound stunt guy to be it.
1: Well, not even necessarily
0: muscle bound, but definitely like lots of heavy facial scarring. We, oh my goodness, you know that? Okay. So you got Edward Furlong. You have the gentleman who was uh, in in Terminator Two that just was the future version of John Connor. You have. Uh, mm-hmm. Christian Bale, Bale yeah, um, Jason Clark, and then, uh, I forget what's the name of the guy that played him in Rise of the Machines. Uh, oh, um... He has a a, a very odd, not... It's not Yellow odd. Bastard? Yeah, he he did play Yellow Bastard. God, I don't know why I can't think of his name at the moment. Isn't that Nicholas something? Nick, Yeah, it's Nick something. Nicholas... Holt? No, Nick, Nick, Nicholas Holt is the is the beast from oh, the X-Men right. movies.
1: It's another Nicholas then.
0: Yeah. It's, it's okay. It's not that big a deal. <laughs> but anyways, like, I, I mean, I'd be okay with, I guess, anybody other than Edward Furlong coming back to, to be the character, but... See, I feel the opposite way. I feel like the only way you could really round this out and make it
1: complete would be if it was uh, Edward Furlong, but yeah, he's not... Looking great these days.
0: Uh, I, I don't know. Um, but then again, what, I mean, what if he's just not in the movie? But how would that
1: work? I mean, the whole series is based around him, his birth, his...
0: But birth. see, the first movie, yeah, the fr- yeah, kind of, yeah, I understand that. But the first movie is her movie. It's about her. It was Nick Stahl, by the way. Stahl, that's right. Uh, so I could see that this movie just being about her again. I. So, like, maybe Edward Furlong or Edward Furlong,
1: <laughs> maybe John Connor died, and, but now they have to figure out, well, what's going to happen now? This was supposed to be, like, the savior of humanity, and now he's
0: dead, and Judgment Day is still going to happen. I, I don't know. Like. I mean, obviously, we've made it past Judgment Day. It, it's going to keep getting pushed back because they, they, they stick with our timeline. Now, wouldn't it be awesome if they did some kind of. Uh, have you ever heard
1: the fan theory for Back to the Future that Marty must have died like hundreds of times? That uh, one of the reasons why Doc always seems to be there right when he needs to to help Marty is because he went back in time to just before
0: when Marty died that time and was able to kind of help him out. What, I, don't, what, I don't know what situations Marty would have died in, though. He's never really in any life or death situations oh there's a few uh for instance when he's being chased
1: down by biff in uh, the tunnel in part two
0: okay so that's one instance
1: and when he jumps off the top of the building and uh biff tower or... so
0: you're talking about all of back to the future part two then essentially that's where the like that really kicks <laughs> that, in a little that's bit where more. the theory actually comes from yeah. because i mean he doesn't show up to to save uh, Marty from getting hit by Biff's car in the, in 1955, and, the, and then he instead he runs into the to the uh, manure. Well,
1: it, that was a fixed point.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. It can't change that. All right,
1: Doctor. Well, I mean, you already saw how like fundamental that was to like
0: Biff's character. It formulated his. If it was a fixed point, then it would have happened. You would have known about it happening in 1985 at the beginning of the movie. But instead, he's a dick. Or <laughs> er, uh, Biff is is still a dick. So,
1: well, that was where the timelines diverged.
0: Ah, okay. So he's still a dick in the original timeline. He just <laughs> changed in this one. Ah. Um, no, I have never heard that theory. I don't buy into it. But I would I would say that might be something that they buy into over at Rick and Morty, because I could see Rick you know cloning morty a bunch of times for every time mortney died that would be awesome <laughs> uh but yeah I, I don't know i the terminator movie i mean everybody seems to be excited about it honestly i've liked all the sequels to the terminator i, I so i'm I'm i've been okay with what they've done with it um I see it as it's time travel. Like, I, it doesn't really upset me when they change things with uh, with that storyline because it's like, hey, all this shit could have happened because it's all time travel.
1: Yeah, I just, they break their own rules so much that it's almost like, why even bother caring about the continuity? I mean, in the first yeah, movie... Yeah, exactly. In the first movie, they make a big point about... Uh, Only organic matter can be sent back in time. So that's why they didn't bring back any weaponry or anything like that. And they're like, well, what about the Terminator? He's a machine, isn't he? And they're like, well, no, but he's encased in actual living tissue. Um, And then the second movie comes around and they change it because the T-1000 is completely metallic. He's liquid metal. Yeah. He can just take the shape of like a person, but he's not made of flesh like the outside layer of the original uh, Terminator was. But they just kind of gloss over that. They don't really bother to go into detail about it. And then as it goes on even more, then you have, you know, the TX, which is now a half T-1000, half T-800, basically hybrid. Yeah. Who can still go back in time and is like completely unstoppable and has like batteries that act as like nuclear bombs and stuff. And yeah, it's it really should have ended with two. And if they're going to keep making more, then you just can't be invested in them. (sighs) It just it it costs too much emotional energy to to really try to make something of it. So, I mean, yeah, as long as they're entertaining, I thought Terminator 3 was a bad movie overall, but it had some damn good action sequences. I've never fully seen Salvation. Um, Mm. I heard that there was a rated R cut out there that showed off some of Moon Blood good. Oh, I don't like, know about that. I'd be down for that, but otherwise I thought it was
0: I would assume that the the original theatrical version was rated R.
1: I think it was PG-13. Hmm
0: It wasn't very bloody, it wasn't very violent. Oh, it's very it's pretty violent.
1: Is it? Yeah. A lot of uh gruesome decapitations and murders?
0: Well, I mean there's lots of murders, there's explosions, there's, you know, gunfights and stuff, but
1: uh, well, PG-13 violence has really been making some headway lately. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think that's much.
0: Okay, Well, uh, James McAvoy, switching over to a different story, James (laughs) McAvoy uh, posted on his Instagram a picture of laughing cow cheese, and that signified that, oh, I get it now, this signified the the starting of filming of Stephen King's It Chapter 2, that he's playing, which character is he playing? The grown-up version of? Do you know? Was it uh Billy? No,
1: not Billy. Stanley? No, Stanley. We talked about Stanley one of the last times. It's somebody else. I don't remember who he's playing. Isn't uh, he playing the main guy?
0: I think he is playing the main guy. That's uh, it's not Richie. Oh, I can. I think. I think. I think it's it's Stanley because of stuttering Stanley because he had a st- stutter. Right. Doesn't yeah, the main that's, kid. That's heavy? not Stanley though. No, no, it's not. But I keep thinking oh, that because it because that's from what, Sixth Sense? Ah, oh, okay. Where is he keeps calling him Stuttering Stanley? But uh, anyways, it's it's Laughing Cow because it's in the city of Derry. Uh, wow. Yeah Why? Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> Cause Jeez. he hashtagged
0: it or he said uh day one on it, uh or on it too. Glad you got the memo, guys. And then hashtag Pass the cheese, please. Hashtag dairy or dairy. So D E R R Y or D A, I R Y. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I I didn't get that until I read the hashtag. I was like, "What? I don't get it. Why? Why? Why are you laughing, cow cheese? I like laughing cow cheese. Do you ever have it? It's yeah, it's delicious. It is delicious. Yeah. <laughs> I like the the was it, the garlic and herb one
1: that they have. I think I like the um uh, uh what is it?
0: The straight up Swiss?
1: Matzah or something? Matzah? I don't, I don't know. I like spreading them on Ritz crackers and drinking it with wine and being all
0: sophisticated. Laughing <laughs> couchy <laughs> <laughs> Is it is it box wine too? It's uh it's Roscotto. Oh okay. It's very it's very, very up class of you. It's a, it's a very, it's a dessert wine. <laughs> uh, all right, it, I know this is something that you wanted to talk about, but uh, Platinum Dunes and Paramount are going to go ahead and make another or reboot this the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles again.
1: You know what? Good riddance. <laughs> I did not like this previous incarnation. Um, I mean, some of my nitpicks are really really fanboyish, but. I, I think it just stands to prove that a lot of people like me are in the vocal minority are unhappy with the direction it was taking. I mean, the turtles look ugly. The designs are stupid. They have a lot of unnecessary dressing on them. That was just like... I could see that in like fourth or fifth generation Ninja Turtle toys. Like when they started having Turtles in space and Turtle Star Trek crossover characters and turtle sports characters like I, re- I had the hockey leonardo of
0: course you did
1: and the football with michelangelo or whatever and i had the space uh, suit Raphael i don't know why i just I, I wanted to have all of them and these were the only ones i had they were stupid but i had them and it reminds me too much of those and i'd rather just have the original stripped down regular turtles I mean, if they want to update them, all they need to do is just take the cop, the 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 look that they have and then in *Justice 2*. That would be a perfectly updated version of the Ninja Turtles, and it could be like Dark with a little bit of Goofy, because we've already had the discussion. Yes, the Ninja Turtles concept, in principle, is campy, much <laughs> like a killer doll. But there's still something. You can't about just sit it. here and
0: take out my arguments before I even get to to argue it. Okay, that's just
1: not fair. But. Yeah, see, this is preemptive uh, combat here. Um, Anyway, have I ever introduced you to my straw man? (laughs) So anyway, um, the point is, yes, it's a goofy concept, but it's something that resonated with a lot of fans. They did something right the first time around with a certain iteration and it it did them no good to fix it by changing it unnecessarily because it really only made it worse and it
0: kind of downgraded the but see, the franchise. And this is what I go with it's, it's it's the same thing with Star Wars. You bring in a kid and watch the newer ones for the first time, they're going to enjoy it because that's who these movies are made for. They're made for kids. They, they don't care about what the originals did because that wasn't their movie. Dumb kids don't care. <laughs> Uh yeah well it's it's gonna be uh, apparently they've hired Andrew Dodge to uh, write the movie and he previously wrote uh, Bad Words in 2014 the movie with uh, Jason Bateman in the in the kids spelling bee movie Ah uh, yes yeah I didn't think that movie was good and I don't know if I'm gonna really care for what he has to do with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles but once again. It doesn't matter because it's not for me.
1: No, and that's the sad truth. I mean, the Transformers movies were not for me. I mean, the all of these things are. And that's the funny part, though, is that they're going for the nostalgia factor, so they're trying to appeal to the thirty-something year olds that grew up on this stuff. But yet, they're also modernizing it unnecessarily with that same logic of like, well, kids will like it because this will be the first version of it that they see and the parents will just be the unfortunate ones that have to take their kids to go watch it and have to kind of feel like they have to sit through it. I mean, I still have refused to watch the last two Transformers movies just out of pure spite. I'm like, yeah, not they, even if it's on, like, TV and it, it, all I have to do is open my eyes in the direction of the screen. I would rather just go to sleep.
0: That's I, I, yeah, okay. I think most people would just rather go to sleep, so... I mean, I kind of would. You said sleep, and I just Im- immediately yawned.
1: Yeah, me too. I think it's just because we're
0: recording so late this time around. It's true. It's <laughs> very true. Uh, well, speaking of, of Star Wars, they uh, a, a story came out earlier in the week that got debunked later in the week <laughs> that because of the poor box office of Solo, a Star Wars story, Lucasfilm was not going to be making any more of their uh, spin-off uh, Star Wars Stories movies. like the So essentially, the, the Obi-Wan movie and the Boba Fett movie that were announced were going to be shelved.
1: Well, the, the correct terminology that they put out originally was that they were being put on hold. Right. Um, so not necessarily shelved indefinitely, but just uh, let's rethink what our plan of attack is with these. And uh, you're right. So Disney came out, Lucasfilm And they're like, I don't know what you guys are smoking, but uh, we're still making these movies. So they came out and directly contradicted this uh, incendiary article that was essentially just trying to talk smack about the poor performance of Solo and how they feel that these analysts feel that it's going to negatively impact the franchise. Um, But Disney's saying, no, we're good, bro.
0: (laughs) We're all good. Uh, yeah, I, I don't I couldn't I couldn't imagine that they would just walk away from what they had already started, or at least announce that they were going to start doing. I guess technically, I don't know if they actually announced a, a Boba Fett movie with James Mangold. I know that uh, was it. The Hollywood Hollywood Reporter is the one that said it, but I don't know if Lucasfilm and Disney actually came out and said that they were going to do it. I think.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's been officially announced.
0: The the Beninoff and Weiss. Uh, series I believe has been announced Yeah, and then the Ryan Johnson one was uh, series was announced and then you know you have the uh TV show with John Favreau but and then JJ J. Abrams is still doing the the well, next one Yeah but that's the that's part of the saga Yeah so
1: Now kind of segueing in a little bit to uh, with Star Wars there's actually quite a few things that we could still talk about but there's one that I just remembered Um, so earlier today I saw an article stating that there is a hashtag going out saying remake the last Jedi.
0: This is, that's so dumb.
1: There is a, yeah, supposedly some group is trying to raise money and they're even saying they'll front the cash to Disney. Right. Say, hey, we'll pay the full cost of remaking this movie. And it's so outlandish. It actually got the attention of Seth Rogen and Sean Gunn. Sean Gunn or James Gunn? Oh, James Gunn. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Not his brother. And uh, <laughs> Seth is like, wait. Like, you could tell he was probably a, like in a marijuana days. And I was like, hold up. Let me see if I got this straight. So he actually tried to get it to get them to break down. And he was being super logical about it, too. He was like, wait, so how would you remake a movie that you don't have the legal rights to remake with the cast? Like, how would you remake this movie uh, if you wouldn't have access to the cast. So whoever's running that hashtag, this, uh, this Twitter page of Remake The Last Jedi, uh, apparently they feel like they have a plan. <laughs> They're very optimistic about their posi- uh, prospects of being able to make this work. And uh, they basically throw out really vague terms such as uh, the franchise has legs, uh, people will come, everybody wants this to happen. And, yeah, James Gunn is one of those people that says, yes, I would love to see this happen. Uh, Hit me up. I'm interested. And Ryan Johnson was one of the latest people to respond to this. And he basically was saying, oh, my God, yes, please make this happen. Make this happen. And then, like, a hundred little prayer
0: hands afterwards. Oh, so he's just being facetious. So
1: he's being, yeah, he's being a super massive troll douche. but. At the same time, you know what? Maybe it's time to start
0: like crowdsourcing nope, these No, no, no. You don't crowd... Crowdsource is supposed to be out there for people who can't afford it. You're not crowdsourcing for Disney, one of the largest corporations in the world. But if you want it to be done right... No, it won't be done right because it'll be done by fanboys and fangirls. It's going to be a bunch of people just yelling at each other. That No, it's not the way that's supposed to be done. Han was supposed to sit on this side of the... Millennium Falcon or some bullshit like that.
1: You almost started doing a like a George Lucas impression.
0: Oh, did I? It was, it was coming out, but I was like, oh my god.
1: He's in the room. I can feel him.
0: <laughs> Look. It's the same thing with the people that are like, give me the Z- the Snyder cut of, of Justice League. It's it's dumb. It's it, The movie's made. It's It's over with. Just move on to the next thing. You know what though?
1: I feel like at this point, just staring at the news day in and day out these days, this would probably be like the least surprising thing that could actually happen <laughs> oh
0: god uh and what what exactly what do the, these people do with with the last jedi the title of the last jedi what are they gonna do like if they 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 probably didn't like anything about the movie that came on. Don't get me wrong, I'm not sitting here defending The Last Jedi. I didn't have any fun with it. I just thought I thought that was the, one of the most boring Star Wars movies out there, and that's saying a lot.
1: You know what's really unfortunate, though? Um, I like Wisecrack's breakdown of The Last Jedi and what went wrong with it. I Fundamentally, I agree with a lot of their positive points about The Last Jedi. They were basically trying to do a, like, well, I mean, let's come on. Let's, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't what we wanted, but it wasn't a bad movie, to which I kind of disagree. But... They make some really, really good points about what Ryan Johnson was trying to tell in the story. So much so that I'm like, in the hands of a more capable director, this actually maybe could have turned out more interesting. Maybe still boring, but more interesting.
0: More capable director, Ryan Johnson made Brick. That's one of the best movies out there.
1: Yeah, and you know what? And I, Looper. I like Looper, but it's not a great movie. It has some serious. Uh,
0: it does. It like has some flaws. Logic flaws. But yeah. There's. It's it's another. It's a time travel movie. They're always gonna have their flaws. I would have rather have seen whoever
1: did. Uh, actually, I think that was Colin Trevorrow, wasn't it? Uh,
0: Jurassic World.
1: No. What was the other one that he did before that?
0: Before Jurassic. Safety
1: World. not guaranteed.
0: Oh, did he make that movie?
1: I believe that was him. See,
0: that movie's not that great either. Yeah, but I think it had a little bit more heart and it had to pinder in it. <laughs> I I I I like his one movie that apparently everybody hates. There's uh his one movie uh what was it called? It's um it's one where the the kid dies and he leaves a, a a a way for his mom to kill this other guy. Like a whole setup for it.
1: Oh, uh, was that the one with uh, Book
0: of Henry? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I thought that was a really good movie, but mm. uh, for some reason a lot of people hate it. I don't know well, why. It's kind of dark subject matter. I mean, yeah, it's dark, su- but that's not a reason to hate it. <laughs> some people, especially hate critics, it for critics shouldn't hate dark subject matter. Anyways,
1: maybe it's a reflection of our times
0: and ourselves. Maybe. <laughs> uh, well, talking about Disney, I, I mean, unless you were gonna go off on some more Star Wars stuff. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Talking about Disney, they uh went and sweetened their pot their bid I should say for Fox um after all the news of Comcast coming in and upping their bid and making themselves a serious contender uh Disney came in and said hey well here's 71 billion dollars plus some stock and and some cash on hand and some other stuff and uh we want to be on the top again and essentially like from what I understand Fox has just kind of been like Hey Comcast thanks for like You know throwing in the bids and making it So that Disney has to up their offer we, re- we really want to sell to Disney so Yeah
1: <laughs> Man I just can I, I can't even imagine what I would do With 73 billion dollars
0: I mean It's not like it's going to go Just to Rupert Murdoch
1: <laughs> No I'm pretty sure He's going to like have like toilet paper made of hundred dollar bills after this
0: <laughs> he's just gonna have he's gonna have seventy three billion dollars in 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 hundreds and go like swimming through it like Scrooge McDuck yes okay uh I don't know it it seems he's probably
1: gonna it, trash talk Bitcoin and then make his own cryptocurrency
0: probably I could see that happening oh, oh, excuse me he'll definitely have the money to back it up. Yeah. So, uh, damn cryptocurrency. I'm so tired of he- about hearing about cryptocurrency. I could call it Foxcoin. I, I, yeah, probably, he probably call it Murdoch money. <laughs> so, Murdoch Moolah. Yeah, there you go. Uh, last story I wanted to talk about is MTV. MTV is launching their own MTV studios, which they will be, uh, Rebooting, remaking uh, mm-hmm. certain shows from their past and some new shows. So this, uh, I don't know if we talked about Aeon Flux* last week or not. I believe we did. I think we did. Well, this is where the Aeon Flux* show is going to be made, as, as well as a new *Daria* show. But now it's going to be called *Daria and Jody*, which I believe Jody was her friend. No. No, that was Jane, wasn't it? Jane was her friend. I don't know. I don't who, know, Jody know who Jody is. Jody is yeah. Uh, it says the iconic animated franchise is reinvented through the eyes of heroin Daria Morgendorfer, and one of her closest friends, Jody Landon. These two smart young women uh, take on the world with their signature satirical voice while deconstructing popular culture, social classes, gender, and race. I mean, that was her friend, was Jane. Why would they change it to Jody?
1: Is it going to be live action or animated?
0: I don't know. I would assume that it's going to be... Animated because it's the same, but maybe it is going to be live action. Uh, They are also going to be bringing back the real world because we need more reality television, I guess. Uh, They're going to be bringing back the show Made, which is the one where they pair people that are trying to get into a certain type of career with people who are experts. I remember that one. And then they're also bringing back, or they're starting up original shows called The Valley, which is in the spirit of the hills and the city, this new show show follows a group of attractive 20-somethings in a classic coming-of-age docu-series featuring first loves, relationships, and life decisions with a twist. Uh, This this group of young people is living in the Valley of Nogales, Arizona, a town along the border of the United States and, and Mexico. I didn't know that. That's just a stone's throw away. Yeah, that is. Hmm. Uh, This is the real-life story of friends who are growing up on the edge of two countries, two cities, as they share one valley, their youth, and common bond. And then there's also MTV's Straight Up Ghosted. While social media has connected the world more than ever, it has also undercut our ability to deeply connect and communicate. Today, critical relationship-ending conversations and confrontations – have faded into digital dialogue, or worse, ghosting. This series explores real stories of real people who vanished by blocking them and unlocks the reality and comfortable truth to satisfying the ultimate question, why did you leave?
1: Wow, some of these people have attachment issues. (sighs) You know, a
0: lot of these that you were naming
1: off, I'm like, okay, okay, and I'm hoping that you're going to get to MTV's oddities at some point, and that's still one of my just unresolved...
0: The head and the max—you just wanted I, those things to come back. I
1: love the max. Of course, you did. It was so cool, and it wasn't just because of the uh, lady character that was in it. Although that was a bonus.
0: I don't remember what it was. Yeah, what the I, lady character was.
1: Well, yeah, like in his like alternate reality, like she was like the jungle queen, so she was all decked out in like leopard print bikinis.
0: Oh my goodness, John! <laughs> uh, I just think it's. Uh interesting that they would what shows they picked and uh what what they're going to be doing with it but I I'd say I haven't watched anything on MTV in probably a decade, probably more. So to me MTV is just not even a thing. So I I could I couldn't care less.
1: Yeah, that sounds about right.
0: Okay. Fair enough. Uh, all right, that's all the news that I had and uh, everything that you said you wanted to talk about. So you ready to get on to uh, Westworld Season 2, Episode 9, Vanishing Point? Let's do this. All right. So a little uh, a little bit of uh, trivia that came with the episode. It says, Though they don't share any scenes in the episode, Cella Ward and Evan Rachel Wood both starred in the one- the show Once and Again. Uh, Sella Wood was the one that that played uh, William's wife in the episode. Uh, This episode, which centered heavily on the relationship between William and his daughter, Emily, resulting in him ultimately killing her, aired on June 17th, Father's Day. Oh, there you go. (laughs) There you go. So trivia had it. IMDb trivia had it. But yes, jumping straight to that. He ends up shooting his daughter, assuming that she is a host. So, I mean, the episode starts off with him kind of being brought back to life by his daughter. Uh, I don't know. Do you think it was just water that was in that red canteen? Or do you think it was uh, something else, some other healing thing that they have at, in, in the park?
1: I don't know. It definitely seemed like she was healing him. I, I thought I saw like some medical stuff kind of laying around.
0: Yeah, and that, and then there was that like weird uh, orange thing that was sitting on the ground that looked a lot like uh, the white thing that Bernard gives to Elsie. Later yeah, that's on.
1: a that's a beacon. Oh, uh, okay. So that was like what they were gonna zero in on because to come rescue him.
0: He did, when he wakes up, he asks her, "Did you set off the flare already?" She's like, "Yeah," and he's like, "She's like ten minutes ago or something like that." And I thought that was. I don't, he he's constantly trying to poke around in her story to figure out if she's a real person or a host throughout the whole thing
1: yeah like somehow like he wants to find that hole that will point her out to be like a fraud right and he thinks he got it right this time
0: yeah uh he uh he yeah he's he's constantly he's like constantly referring to her as uh ford robert ford meaning like you almost got me ford kind of thing Mm -hmm. um I don't know. He goes from being able to not walk to being able to walk all the time throughout this season, like quite quickly.
1: Well, he heals very well (laughs) and it's almost like he's, uh, I don't want to say getting replacement parts, but
0: (laughs) he, uh, seems to be very repairable. So there's, I mean, is is the possibility that what we've been seeing with him and like when he was visiting, uh, John Delos in James, that, James Delos in that room, you know, where they looking for uh, fidelity or whatever it was, mm-hmm. um, that it was actually f- made, like eventually it happened and he downloaded himself and it's he's just now realizing that he's a robot because we see him going to uh, cut his arm open to see if he actually is a, a, a machine or not. And, of course, they zoom away at the end right before you get to find <laughs> out anything.
1: That was the one, like, fake ending you kind of wished actually led to something else, but nope, it, that was where it all stopped. Um, well, there's an interesting theory uh, that says that all of the basically everything they were witnessing, including the stuff that has nothing to do with uh, with the men in black, is all part of this overall uh, like virtual reality because it's it's actually him that's trying to go through fidelity, not James Delos and the the complexity of the story was actually um, Ford's idea all along because he realized that, um, if the narrative is too simple then the body will reject it it has to be um you ha- basically have to go through like these extreme feelings to earn it to yeah to 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 break free from that programming or from the boundaries of the program so to speak that was the whole point that ford was making in the first season when they had that pyramid of self-discovery or self-awareness mm-hmm. um and how you start off at the very bottom with like base emotions and then memories, and until you get to like pain and suffering, and then finally enlightenment. Um, well, apparently, that's what they're trying to do to the man in black. And so, like, it's just a really, really realistic, convoluted uh, fidelity test <laughs> for William.
0: Uh,. It made me think a lot. Because, I mean, obviously, the first season, we find out that there is a host that is walking around thinking that it is a man in Arnold. Or, I'm sorry, Bernard. Because Bernard is actually a host that thinks that he's a real person. Right?
1: Yes. Well, for the beginning of, well, for most of season one, he thinks he has his old memories. He right. has conversations with someone he thinks is his wife, mm-hmm. which was actually Ford using, a, like, a Snapchat filter <laughs> to make himself look like Gina Torres. Right. And um, he has memories of his son that wasn't actually his son. Right.
0: and it was, um, it was Arnold's son.
1: Yeah, it was Arnold's son. So he, which makes me wonder, whatever happened to his son? He, did he die?
0: I, I would assume that he also died
1: unless he actually is still alive and then he's gonna meet his grown-up son and that that'd be weird but anyway yeah so Bernard was convinced that he was a human um, but he did not have free will
0: right he was still following uh, yeah he was just yeah
1: he was really really well programmed to behave like Arnold um, but yeah he was just Bernard and now we're starting to see is like well can he really be his own person? And that could be part of the reason why he's malfunctioning, because now that he's more aware of what's going on and he's trying to be more independent and, I guess, free, mm-hmm. then it he just can't really handle it. You know, we saw that uh, all the different things that are affecting him, including being shot in the head, uh, losing all that cortical fluid, um, not being able to keep track of time correctly, like all these things are just probably all part of the same problem. Which is that um, he's now in the stage where he's essentially going rampant, like he can't really contain his mind anymore because it's rejecting the reality.
0: And uh, I mean, essentially, you have or you, you have the narrative, or at least the story that they're presenting us to showing us that maybe uh, Ed Harris is also that way a, a, a host that thinks it's a man. But can you have it the other way around in a man who thinks this is a host? Yeah, how would, how would you go about that? Like who in the story would would that be?
1: Well, that's a good question. right? But uh, yeah, it would I mean, at this point it would have to be somebody who's completely unaware.
0: I mean, it can't be. It can't be like Lawrence because we've seen Lawrence die several times. We it, would, it would, essentially would have to be a person that we hadn't seen die yet. Akacheta. Akacheta is a good one, but he's been around for a very, very, very long time.
1: Mm. I don't know. Then it's uh, like the the frustrating thing about this episode is that a lot of interesting things get revealed. And it's the episode right before the big finale, so they set up a lot of things that need to get paid off. And uh, yeah, ultimately, we just don't really know exactly where they're headed. I still have no idea what the pit was exactly. Uh, they're calling it the forge.
0: Yeah, now it's the forge. Yeah,
1: which is apparently like a, a su- similar to the cradle, but way bigger. Right. And it's supposed to house all of the data of the
0: of every person that they've spied and took yeah the, which was an
1: interesting revelation too when uh the man in black revealed that the hats actually served a double purpose
0: yeah but see i didn't feel like that was a good one a good explanation because not everybody wears a hat and they're not always wearing their hats either like female characters don't wear hats all the time um when men are you know doing the deed they they aren't wearing their hat
1: well, maybe not everybody, but you know, some people like wearing the hat.
0: No, I understand <laughs> what you're saying, but I'm just saying not everybody. Anybody- you just choose not
1: to acknowledge it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I that's what I'm just. I think that was the worst way they could have like be like uh, it's it was in the clothing. It's like well, they're not always wearing clothing. It's you could have done something else. It could have been as easy as like a, a spray or uh, it's on you know it's in the lips of the of the host or some shit like that. I don't know it's just I don't know the hat was just a dumb one to me and it's I mean that means it's only in Westworld like what about in Shogun world or Raj world There, there's not hats always being worn in those worlds
1: well they have different type of headgear they got turbans they got samurai helmets and headbands I, yeah but
0: not everybody's wearing a samurai helmet and not everybody's wearing a turban there's there's ways I'm sure you could have easily done like, hey, while you're in the park, you have to wear this wristwatch. Like it, 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 it kind of tracks you. It, uh, you know, monitors your heart rate and stuff like that. And that could have been the thing.
1: That's actually an interesting point. They should definitely have some kind of monitoring system. So with the like GPS tracking, like Logan, when you end up getting lost and naked in the desert, <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean you're gonna have to come out there and find him. It, not gonna let him die. Exactly, but yeah, that I don't know. The hat thing was just a little. It was I. I kind of laughed at myself. I was like, ah, it's dumb. <laughs> like they could have came up with something better. Uh, but then again, maybe he's just lying.
1: Yeah, it's all part of the uh, because, illusion.
0: Because I mean, if he still believes, if he believes Emily was a. a Whatchamacallit, a, a host at that point. And he might have been lying to her. Yeah. So that, that's another thing. So, as we see those guards, I don't know, military guys, will run up to Emily and, and, and William uh, to check William to see if he's a host or not, they put that little device up to the back of his neck, which I have no idea what, what it tests, but uh, you see that the guy, the other guy, puts it up to the back of Emily's neck. But you don't get the reveal of what it says, if it says clear or what, because William then takes it upon himself to kill everybody in the, in the, in the scene with a with a nice P90 before yeah. the guy has a, has a chance to say anything.
1: He got a little trigger happy there.
0: Uh, and then as we stated earlier, he, uh, he points to the fact that, Hey, you, you couldn't have known that, uh, about my profile because, uh, you know, your mother died before I ever showed it to her, so uh, you must be a host. And uh, he shoots her. She pull, she as she's pulling the the profile card out of her back pocket. Which okay. Also, if this is set up by Ford, he could have easily just made another profile card and given it to her, given it to that that host. But hey, that's just me. Well,
1: now he has to go all the way back home and look inside that book to see if it's still there.
0: Yeah, essentially. So, Uh, so yeah, when, when exactly did the, the wife have this, have the moment to do all this? Like she, she fakes sleeping. She goes over to the book where she apparently saw her husband put the card in there, decided, Hey, I need to figure out what this is. Takes the card out, puts it up to her tablet thing. It reads it because touch technology is awesome. it it then shows a bunch of clips of him doing terrible things to robots and on Westworld. (laughs) Uh, and this upsets her so much because of what I'm I'm guessing, because it adds into what he said to her earlier that, Hey, this, uh, you, you're right. This, this stuff isn't real there. This world isn't real to me anymore. The other world is more real to me and I I prefer it. there. kind of essentially I'm paraphrasing. I'm paraphrasing. Uh, that accepts her so much that she puts it inside the music box that she gave to her daughter when her daughter was younger and her daughter threw it away in the trash because she didn't want to be referred to as a ballerina. Uh, then goes and takes pills, puts herself into the bathtub, lets the tub fill up to the water to explode, to overfill and and then there's enough time for it to also not only fill up the, the tub, fill up the bathroom but then leak through the water the floorboards to get to the kitchen where ed harris and his daughter emily are sitting like i don't know there was a lot of a lot of time there but it seemed like he just walked down and sat down at the table <laughs> maybe it's just a really big house
1: it looked like it i mean it's an interesting thing i noticed was that somebody refers to william as the the big boss or the boss man something to that effect I was like, oh, yeah, I guess technically he would, like, be the one that owns all of this. Yeah, so because
0: it would have went, would have probably went to Logan first, but Logan's no longer fit, and, uh, uh I don't know if he's also died he's from a jug- yeah. drug overdose at that point. And then, uh, and then it would have went to the daughter who was married to William, who is already an executive at Delos, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, he probably is the person in charge.
1: Now, two interesting things I noticed. Uh, one with the flashback to when they showed Man in Black having a like I don't know, it was like a philosophical discussion about literature. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there, they were quoting something. They're, I can't remember what it was. They're,
0: qu- they're quoting Plutarches, I believe. What he said his name was, but it's the it's the often misquoted uh, thing about Alexander the Great is. As he stared over the over all that he had conquered and wept because he couldn't conquer any more. And then uh, William is like, "That's not, that's that's a misquote. That's not what he, what what was said. It's that he realized that there are infinite worlds out there uh, left to be conquered, and he couldn't even conquer his own. That's why he wept. That's why Alexander the Great wept."
1: Yeah. So while they're having this conversation, he decides, you know what, I'm out. He goes to take a break goes to a bar and ford is there mm-hmm. of all people and so they have a little uh, vague conversation where you know they're being very cryptic because they know what they're talking about but we don't and uh ford says like hey we had an agreement that uh you know you could do your little experiment if i was left alone with my stories
0: in, in the valley
1: in the valley yeah and uh he says, yeah, but your guys broke the rule, meaning uh, the Delos people, I guess, were encroaching on his territory. And that's when he, like, swipes over that um, data card with all of his profile information. So two interesting things happen there. Number one, the man in black, or William, is having a drink. And in the previous episode, I think, or maybe the one before that, Emily pointed out, I was like, oh, I thought you only drank... Uh, here not in the real world or something like that and so this directly would contradict that so here we're seeing that he actually does drink in the real world Hmm. yeah she said something like oh yeah that's right you only drink in in this place um so that was kind of a neat thing it shows that well no that's not entirely true he does actually drink in both places now and tying to the data card when um I forget what her name was in the show. Is it Juliet? Juliet, yeah. Um, when the man in black's wife Juliet decides to watch the the video, um, it says subject number zero two. Does it at the top of the screen? Yes. Huh. So that makes it interesting. It was like, who would be zero one? The uh-huh. obvious choice would be James Delos. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. But he's a host now, where he's uh you know his memories or whatever are stored in the. In, uh, in Westworld. So what would that mean about the Man in Black?
0: It's a very good question.
1: Yeah. So it opens up a huge can of worms there. And he's starting to doubt his own reality. He's not sure if everyone is against him. He's definitely super paranoid, schizophrenic right now. And, yeah, he ends up killing the entire rescue team, including Emily. <sighs> and uh, he contemplates killing himself. But then tucks himself out of it, saying he needs to see this, whatever this is, through to the end.
0: I thought that was interesting, especially since we just watched Teddy kill himself. Like, yes, he was able to do it.
1: The Tetonator, the tetonator self-terminated,
0: self-terminated. You know, the one thing that they're not supposed to be able to do—the ultimate expression of free will, I guess. It has been it has been stated that that would be the 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 yeah the ultimate choice
1: now, the question would be why did he choose to do this because uh, up until now you know he's been showing that he isn't happy with the changes they made to him, but he's still been going along with it
0: and I think that's what it was because I mean as we saw when uh, the one ghost nation warrior like was looking at him and he let him go, he had to go against what it was that he was now being programmed to do, and that's the other thing is that look. Uh, you talk I, I, I assumed it's like, hey, look, Dolores, you talk about all this freedom and stuff and how we need to be free to, to be able to do what we want to do, make our own decisions and stuff, but you're just you're just controlling me and I will never be in control of myself because you're my cornerstone. You're, you're the one I'll do anything to protect you. I will I will always listen to what you have to say and do what you want me to do because that's that's who I am. So I have to kill myself kind of thing.
1: Yeah, and he had a tender little moment where he remembered his first activation. and he She just happened
0: to be sitting over in the corner?
1: He saw her in the buff, just looking all sweet and cute and everything. And he was like, he wants to do the robot naughty with her. Oh, Jesus.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, probably, I guess. I mean, it's part of the programming that I would assume... Arnold had put put in there cuz it is is cornerstone you need that one memory to for all to work according to him as we learned in the first se- season. I liked how it almost
1: looked like he was going to kill Dolores for a second too.
0: Oh yeah, but then she he literally says I can't do that. I can I could never kill you. I, yeah. I can only protect you.
1: So, and I'm not going to protect you anymore. <laughs> yeah.
0: So it yeah, it was literally just to, so I mean, is that a commentary on the fact that he was strong enough to, or had the more willpower to do it, whereas William did not have the willpower to do it?
1: I would guess so, yeah. So maybe he was more free now than William has been like most of his life.
0: That is unless he is a host and he I don't know. I don't even know if the the hosts are able to self terminate in the in those uh in the west world
1: i would imagine if it's part of their storyline originally but yeah i think probably
0: not shot shoot themselves straight in the head kind of thing yeah probably not Hmm. now when we saw ted earlier in season two like when he's floating in the water and then when he's with all the other bodies do we see a hole in his head
1: I don't think so. No.
0: Yeah, you just see a dead body. I mean, I guess it could just you could just say we didn't never saw the right angle, but I think that's interesting.
1: Yeah, unless he healed fast. I mean, we all know that as long as he doesn't hit the uh, the pearl, he'll be fine.
0: I would assume that's what he was aiming for. I
1: guess so. Yeah, but
0: we don't know for sure. Well, we know that they don't have backups anymore.
1: Yeah, So he, if he's dead, he's perma dead now. He's Perma
0: dead. that's <laughs> true. Unless there's Um. just, like, other versions of him out there. Well, I mean, we saw that
1: Ford is able to replicate himself. So, kind of jumping around a little bit, when Bernard comes across Mabe, um, Ford was like, hey, wait here for a second. And I guess he, like, remotely... Copies himself over into Mave.
0: Yeah, he don- downloaded himself into into Mave. So yeah, so,
1: so he was essentially existing in two places at once.
0: I would assume that he was d- he was existing in three places at once because I figured he was down in the in the cradle as well.
1: Well, the cradle's destroyed
0: now. Oh yeah, that's true. That's so, one of cool. the
1: reasons why he wanted to get out of there is because he knew that that was going to happen next. Okay. So, but yeah, he's probably uh, somewhere else too. Like maybe he's even part of the. Mesh network as well, because we saw that the mesh network is still a thing. Somehow they figured out how to add it to Clementine. Clementine, so they, they do a demonstration where she then reanimates a bunch of hosts and then has them all kill each other or mm-hmm. kill themselves. Right, well, each other. Yeah,
0: each other, and then yeah.
1: So they're like, "Ooh, this is interesting." Like now we see how the code is being done. So ultimately, it's not like it's any kind of special host magic. It's literally like somehow Mabe just got god mode and she's able to she got like the admin password or something so she can go and do all these crazy things that theoretically any host can
0: do um, if they were woke if yes (laughs) if if they were enlightened Uh, which then leaves the question what was Ford's gift to her as he put it to Bernard as he's like hey I have something to give to her
1: Uh, maybe it's like the final you know of like, all right, this is everything that unlocks in Westworld or something.
0: Yeah, I mean, because it did say something about, like, on the on the screen, it says something. Uh, what did it say? I, I think it said something about unlocking or, or uh, uncrypting or something like that. I don't remember. But, uh, I mean, he did sit there and, and say, hey, you know, my original... My original story for you was that you were you got to leave, you got to take off, you got you got to go somewhere else, and but you came back, kind of thing. So yeah. that that is interesting. Throwing in there that Mabe is is definitely an anomaly.
1: Yeah. To her um, programming, she is the one to some degree.
0: <laughs> to some degree, yes. And uh,
1: so I I don't know. Like I said, vanishing point. All of these like separate plot lines are converging and I just can't even begin to guess where it's gonna go like we have one episode left I hope it's a longer than usual episode like maybe 90 minutes instead of 60 cuz they just have so much they need to cover and I'm like this really needs to pay off like the the reveal of the tiger was kind of disappointing I was like, oh, that's all it was. It's just the washed up tiger from Rush World. Right. Like there was really no special significance about that. I was hoping it was going to be something crazy like, oh, like the, the walls between the parks are breaking down. So pretty soon you're going to have just one big host park that's just running amok.
0: Yeah, but there's li- liter- there are no literal walls. It's I mean, I would assume that you keep the tigers out of Westworld in in, in World through digital walls or you know programming and stuff like they just know they can't go past a certain point but since it was attacking emily and fell off the cliff that's why it washed up there
1: yeah so that's kind of disappointing it's kind of like in lost when they're like the oh man, bears. how did this polar bear end up here like you think it might have something to do with walt's kids comic book that he was reading like did he conjure a fucking polar bear in this island like is this is giving him mental powers and I was like oh no they just happened to keep some here for study i was like lame. Yes. and Sometimes that's the problem with introducing those kinds of mysteries is that sometimes the payoff just isn't really worth it. Or maybe what you imagine is better or at least more satisfying than what actually is what they planned and, and then what? You're yeah, just left holding the bag. Almost
0: every time whatever you imagine is yeah. better than what actually can be put on the screen.
1: You just sit there looking at your arm wondering if you're real or not.
0: <laughs> I mean... In the flashback, when he's talking to his wife on the bed, William, that is, he's pulling his sleeve up and like touching that area of his arm that we just saw Bernard cut into, to, you know, change up his programming. Which we, when he did that, he he deleted the. Well, what we're led to believe is that he deletes the um, Ford programming out of his head.
1: He really he removes the Ford juice.
0: <laughs> Essentially, yes. The the Ford code. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, they did that. They did that there, and then they also, you know, they do it later when he cuts into his own arm. Uh, I don't know. I mean, that could that could also be pretty weird. That if uh, that far back is when I mean, or or even further, maybe that's the reason why she never felt right around her husband anymore because it wasn't actually her husband. It's a host that thinks it's her her husband. Her husband
1: oh wouldn't that be oh, I've seen something like that before where somebody realizes that that person is not the person but like it just drives them crazy because they, they don't know what the real answer is they just know that there's something wrong there
0: they, oh and funny that you bring up drives them crazy because she brings out the whole what are you gaslighting our daughter to like you did me which I mean I don't know if that's just my privilege but I, I didn't know about that term until probably about two three months ago
1: it reminds me of a funny joke I heard. Well, I mean, funny if you like dark humor. Oh, no. But, <laughs>
0: yeah, there's that the term
1: gaslighting is when you make your girlfriend think she's crazy. And they say that that's a dick move. However, there's another term called blade running where you make your girlfriend think that she's a artificial human. <laughs> and that's a Philip K. dick move.
0: Wow. That's, I mean... It wasn't as dark as I thought it was gonna be, but it also wasn't funny. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> uh, well, story of my life. Okay, fair enough. Uh no, yeah. Uh I thought that was interesting because what what if he did do something to make her feel like she was cra- or you know Well
1: no, what if she he wasn't doing anything specifically, but what if she could tell? Like this isn't like my husband, or this isn't even a man anymore, but there's no context or no way to like describe otherwise what is going on. Like, it could be just like a very small doubt in the back of her mind that just grows over time. Um,
0: then it drives her to drink and yeah, and you know, addicted to whatever else that put her in rehab. And
1: um, I mean, it's like in uh, in the Prestige when um, Alfred or. Fredward or whatever the what hell Christian Bale's wife's name is, um she's like you know sometimes when you say it you don't mean it, right? But it, it, but she, I mean to her is like well this is still the same person, but sometimes he co- acts completely different. But she never understood why. Right. And,
0: know, and then by the end of the movie, you know that it's because there's there's two of him. There's, yes, there's a, there's and one is brothers. actually
1: not her husband. Right. Which I'm he, like that is, I understand the point of that movie, and this is kind of a tangent there, but. You didn't have to do that. Like there was no, no rhyme or reason why they had to share a wife. That was just wrong.
0: But anyway, and then one fell in love with Scarlett Johansson, and the other one had his wife, and yeah, the, they both loved the the little girl, the the, the daughter, but yeah that, that was an interesting piece of dialogue in the middle of that movie and then it makes sense later
1: yeah that's a little plot hole there but anyway yeah I kind of feel like that could be what we're witnessing here is that he even mentions to her it's like you know I'm, I'm super fake to everyone and you're the only one that's ever been able to see through it and I think there's a little bit more to that conversation than just the superficial aspect that he plays a part for the corporate world I think it might mean that she's the only one that could really test his fidelity um in this literal and metaphorical sense and just didn't know what to do with it like she couldn't understand what it was that was wrong only that something was wrong so and only she
0: could see it where would the real william be he's probably dead i mean what if he's in the middle of the valley maybe he's just sitting in his storage you know his big giant uh, Server farm, like collecting as much data as he can, even though there's a, the whole place is coming down around his 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 head right now.
1: He's just a brain. Oh, maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's why William wants to destroy it now because he feels like he can't be free
0: as long as the original
1: is still in there somewhere.
0: Maybe. He's asleep to himself. All very interesting points. Was there anything else about the episode you wanted to bring up?
1: Now, there's 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 too many loose ends that we won't get wrapped up until. The final episode. Yeah. And I'm just waiting for that to hit now so I can get some kind of respite.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, hopefully set up for whatever season three will be. Yeah. So, uh, all right. If you have an opinion on, on uh, this episode of Westworld, we'd love to hear it. If you have an opinion on any of the stories we talked about, we'd love to hear it. You can find me on Twitter as at MichipediaGER. John's also on Twitter as.
1: I am at Magic Bollocks. And don't forget to hashtag. Remake The Last Jedi.
0: No, don't do that. (laughs) Don't do that at all. Uh, The rest of Geekly Radio is at Geekly Radio on Twitter, at Geekly Radio on Instagram, Facebook.com forward slash Geekly Radio is our Facebook page, and Geekly Radio.com is our website. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the Geekly Radio Network. But until next time, this is the Geeks Watch on the Geekly Radio Network saying always remember to geek Geek out. out. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program.